officer, uh, a law and order candidate, and uh, pretty much a moderate Democrat, not far lefty, uh, uh, not any of the candidates that we were under the impression would definitely win uh, the mayoral primary. Um, so here in the Washington Examiner, uh, entitled New York mayoral race, a sign that Democrats' soft on crime rhetoric isn't resonating. Uh, Eric Adams' presumptive victory in the New York City mayoral primary this week could send a signal to the Democratic Party that its rhetoric on crime and policing isn't resonating with many voters on the left. No. No. And um, anybody who's looking at the news and paying attention to your surroundings and watching the rise in crime knows that um, <laughs> taking it easy on crime is not the way to go. He's a former New York City police officer. Adams narrowly won the primary on Tuesday after several rounds of ranked choice voting calculations had been tabulated. On the night of the June 22nd election, Adams had a much more formidable lead as the ranked choice system used in, used in New York City for the first time this year allowed voters second and third preferences factor into tabulation. That is so confusing. 
Adams Pro Pro Life, uh, excuse me, Adams's Pro Police platform helped catapult him to the top polls in the final stretch of the race, as voters increasingly listed public safety as their top concern. Well, hello. Absolutely. No one wants to feel unsafe in your own home and in your neighborhood. No one, no matter your party lines or whether you're a communist or a capitalist, you do want to feel safe in your homes. And uh, that's very surprising about uh, public safety being the primary concern. While some of the other candidates in the race, such as Maya Wiley, the progressive candidate who ultimately placed in the third race, placed third in the race, advocated for cutting millions of dollars from the city's police budget. Adams stood firm against activists on the left who pushed for defunding the police. Good for him. Adams also faced pushback from the liberal opponents and progressives in the party for his support of controversial police tactic called Stop and Frisk. Let me just add, for people who don't know, Eric Adams is a black man. The tactic follows, excuse me, the tactic allows officers to engage people on the street, question, or even search them. But the New York Police Department has faced criticism of abusing the practice and using it to profile people racially in the past. Adams' message on the public safety, on, on public safety, differed from the much from much of the Main Street Democratic rhetoric as he promoted the idea of taking on crime directly through law enforcement. Other Democrats, including President Joe Biden, Biden have faced criticism from the right for proposing policy, policies that address social ills or community resources but don't target criminals and crime head on. New York Governor uh, Andrew Cuomo, a Democrat, faced such criticism this week, responding to a spike in crime by signing a bill that would allow the state's attorney general to sue the gun manufacturers more easily and invest more than $130 million in gun violence reduction programs. Well, that's really noble and silly because people who have registered guns in their names with their fingerprints uh, and the type of gun and the bullets and you know, are, they're, they're just registered gun owners are not running around the city shooting people. Obviously, obviously, the people who are actually shooting people have illegal guns. I don't know how you can sue the gun manufacturers for guns that are not registered or legal killing people or people using these guns to kill people. Minority leader of the New York State Senate, Robert Ort, a Republican, called Cuomo's move political grandstanding. <laughs> I don't even think it's that. I don't even think it's grandstanding. It's, it's one big uh, hollow gesture. I'll, I'll go that way with it. The same thing, but yeah, it does nothing, absolutely nothing, to stop crime. Crime in New York City has risen steadily, 
and Adams' pro-law enforcement message resonated against that backdrop. Crime in the city climbed 22% between May 2020 and May of this year, with the rate of robberies jumping nearly 47% and the rate of shootings spiking 73% in the time period, according to NYPD. Despite eschewing the liberal rhetoric on race and policing that a number of his opponents embraced, Adams won on a diverse coalition of support that included large numbers of both white and black people without college degrees. He swept every borough of New York City except Manhattan, where former sanitation commissioner Catherine Garcia pulled more support. Garcia also ran as a centrist. Give me right here. I just had a slight. Um, slight. Okay, here I am. Forgive me one second. Garcia also ran as a centrist Democrat who did not support defunding the police, finishing roughly 1% or 1 percentage point behind Adams after the elimination rounds under ranked choice voting completed. She conceded to Adams on Wednesday during a speech in Central Park. The more progressive candidates, such as Wiley and Diane Morales, trailed the centrist Democrats in what could be interpreted as a rejection of liberal language related to the most important issue in the race, crime. Democrats appeared to be acknowledging the nationwide rise in crime levels and the relative unpopularity of the fund the police movement in centrist districts they still need they will need to win next year to retain their congressional minority uh, excuse me majorities i still think of them as minorities it's funny but um biden delivered a speech on crime last month that outlined policies this uh, this administration will pursue to tamp down violence including dedicating more resources to police departments if you recall, when Biden got elected president, uh, he was very adamant about the use and the term and the idea of defunding the police. He believed that the Republicans were beating them over the head beating them uh, squarely, what his words were, uh, picking, you know, giving them what for, to paraphrase what he said, uh, and that they had to stop, and they, I mean the Democrats, had to stop using the term defund the police, because you have, they, the Democrats, the progressive, have has absolutely no plan to replace the police or policing with anything new. So, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> but anyways, 
Biden was very firmly against defunding the police. And um, I guess that's one of the, yeah, can't, yeah. So here's the, the ad. It said um, Joe Biden's campaign came out Monday against the growing push to defund the police. Saying instead that the presumptive Democratic presidential nominee supports the urgent need to reform. And I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, to acknowledge that the police don't need to reform or to not acknowledge that is clearly um, misguided um, by some people. And I, I support the police, I support policing. But I believe that policing has to have um, has to be different in 2021. It has to be different going forward. There has to be better training, and not just because of Black Americans, but uh, for all involved. Because studies show that you know white people, white Americans, get shot more often than black Americans, but um, because, they're, uh, because they're white, they don't get the same um, news, you know, they're not as newsworthy worthy, uh, than people who get shot by black, or, or black people who get shot by the and so it is incumbent upon us to remember that defunding the police does not help anyone. And being soft on crime, like the progressives are advocating, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. And as I stated before, no one wants to live in an environment where you go out and you don't feel safe in your home. How many videos need to be released on, on Twitter and on YouTube of people being robbed, of, of home invasions? You know, people come in and they break in, you know, they break into people's home, they walk around their homes. You're not even safe in your own home. And it's because of the rhetoric defund the police, the idea defund the police. And some of these silly politicians making an endeavor to actually defund the police, instead of investing that money in the communities in which these people, you know, where the police are policing. And when I mean that, I mean, I remember back in the 80s, they had something community sensitivity, where they would teach police, and I think that was in New York City, um, they would actually help police or teach police or uh, instruct police on how to speak to people with, you know, how to speak to black people, how to speak with Hispanic people, about body language, about when to um, de-escalate the situation just because someone... Um, makes a particular gesture, that doesn't mean it's a violent gesture. Um, and I think at this time in 
history and its time in life. We need more of that. I, I don't know why they stop it. I forgot what it's called. Something sensitivity training. And they need to go back to that. Invest some money into um, sensitive, sensitivity training. Um, going out into the communities. Learning about your communities. Understanding the body language. Like some of these uh, videos that came up on YouTube where the police accidentally shot the, the young man, she's yelling, Taser, 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 but she has a gun. These are foolish mistakes. This is foolish. That never should have happened. But we also have to take responsibility in our community and acknowledge, one, that black people are one. We have to acknowledge, one, that black people are, A, human beings. And they're human beings, and because they are human beings, black people are likely to commit crimes and to be wrong during a driving, or you know, to be legitimately stopped for a driving infraction. They're not angels sitting on the wings of the clouds doing nothing when they when the police come to them. That is not the case. So we do have to take responsibility and agency in the community to teach people how to conduct themselves with the police. Not hollering and yelling and talking back. Disrespecting. Refusing and resisting arrest. Running away from the police. Do you really believe that you can run away from the police and not and they not chase you? And they not use any means necessary to stop you? But at the same time, I have witnessed, you know, you have certain cops with the wrong kind of attitude, with an S on their chest, thinking they can go, you know, they can bully you, they can step to you, they can... They're not, you know, they're not coming in the attitude to serve and protect or to implement a law that is broken or to correct a law that is broken. They are there to uh, assert and dominate. And I understand that. I understand it to a, a great degree. But also, you have to understand when to do that and when not to do that. So as not to cause anxiety among the people that you're protecting, serving, and sometimes, of course, correcting. So, it's good to see that moderate Democrats, moderate people, are winning elections and that most people are turning a deaf ear to the absurdity of defunding the police. We need more of this, but we also need to have that serious dialogue and we need to have some reform. We need to discuss that because it's necessary. It's necessary. You can't have people running around being terrified of the cops. That's not right. And you can't deny 
those people's fears. Now, um, you know, you can't do that, and you have to find some way to address that, address their fears. It's necessary. So I'm looking here at, because uh, I, I just got curious about the risk of being killed by police, use of force in the United States by age, race, and ethnicity. And, uh, It reads here the significance of police violence is a leading cause of death for young men, period, in the United States. Over the, li over the life course, about one in every 1,000 black men can expect to be killed by the police. Only one in 1,000. Risk of being killed by police peaks between the ages of 20 years and 35 years for men and women of all racial and ethnic groups. Black men and women, and American Indian and Alaska Native women and men are significantly more likely than white women and men to be killed by police. Latino men are also more likely to be killed by police more than white men. So we have to address that data. We have to address these issues on both sides because if we don't we're going to fall back into the same old habits the same old stories and, and media is going to promote the same old ideas which do not help us in the end. Does not help the police, does not help the communities, does not help. And I hope going forward, as I, I again, I support having the police. I am not for defunding the police, but I hope that Eric Adams does more to address issues on both sides. I know you can't stop a criminal from running from the police. But as a black man, I hope he addresses the images that we see. And I hope that with his moderation, That he is able to, hopefully, introduce reform to the New York City Police Department. That is my podcast for today. Please drop me a line, a voice message, 
at anchor.fm dot the black eye spell i y e uh, all you need to do is download that anchor app and um i hope to hear from you and play your message on my podcast you have a nice day